بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا. So uh, it's been a while since I've been here with you all. Very very interesting. It's very um, times have changed. I remember uh, episode seventeen, I believe, seventeen or eighteen, Doctor Shadi. It was nope. It was not that. What was it? Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. So Doctor Shadi was seventeen. He um, he he spoke of what? Uh, if someone remembers, um, we're gonna be in lockdown till a while. He was right, and that was six months ago. Um, so it was. Uh, it's been a while since we've been in this situation. I've also been non-responsive uh, to uh, you guys as to what's been happening. So. Interesting. This, 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 this entire virtual learning system, right? Has it been working for anyone, right? Someone, who knows, right? There's so many memes. I can't imagine the amount of memes that they are for. Uh, what is it? Engineers in 2040, right? 20 years from now, <laughs> they're drawing houses with crayons because <laughs> it's virtual learning, right? Um, for me specifically. I'm in the IT world, right? I'm doing IT as a degree, and uh, inshallah, I finish this May. Inshallah, make dua for me. So that's been it's uh, it's been an interesting thing because like IT, like we don't even need to leave, like we can stay home, and that's fine. But as far as the social battery, I saw my friends after like I don't know how long. Just like the you know those there was a certain point where people were going crazy, right? And they started going outside of their friends' houses, their friends' houses just to drop off like sweets or something. And like I went to my friends' houses, yeah, houses just outside with a mask, just looking and waving. That was so sad. It was like <laughs> that's what we come to. And then and then when you when you go into that phase, you're like, "Oh, like I haven't seen you in so long. I used to see you on campus. I used to see you here, here, here. But now we just can't see each other. And it's very sad. Very sad. So how has this been affecting you all? Drop in the comments below. Just kidding. There's no comments. I don't know. Maybe SoundCloud or somewhere has comments. Um, there was the YouTube thing that I wanted to try. I just kind of... I don't know. You guys know my face, but I don't want to put my face out there. It's okay. We're going to... We're going to slowly work out that 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 little uh, thing in the system because uh, realistically, I'm not a I, I, I want to be private, but now it's kind of too late because too many people know me now. It's kind of sad. Mm -hmm. Guess that is OK. It's whatever. You know, too many people know me for different reasons. Who knows? Um, so how have I been with virtual learning? It's been very interesting because uh <laughs> it's been very sad like I've just been in my room for eight hours a day for the past maybe I took a break in January because of the winter break but other than that I've just been in my room just doing work every day and then when when work ends there's another assignment unlocked and then it's like wow I've reached a new level but this level just it, there's no boss like there, it's just all the same difficulty and it's just every day Every single day, right? And then you're just like, what is going on? 
So then that's virtual learning, right? If, if anybody's not in school, that's what virtual learning is. It's just every single day, a new assignment is unlocked to decrease your motivation to live every day. So imagine how that must be. So this is a, this is a very chill episode because it's been a few episodes that I have not been talking and I kind of want my podcast to remain uh, both non guest and guest so I can have some guests and inshallah you'll see when I'm solo I have no one to uh, talk to me so I'm kind of I kind of go crazy and you see my my craziness through this um, so this one is on leading a purpose life uh, the same poem that I went through I never finished the poem because it's a really long poem maybe we'll finish it today who knows we'll see how much we get through uh, it's a hundred something 117 I believe yeah 115 lines so 115 lines uh, we're on we were on in episode 13 if you want to listen to the first part of this go to episode 13 um, who knows uh, what I was talking about in that you know uh, because like for this one I went through it in Arabic with uh, Arabic teachers so this one is uh, is a different one so here we go we're on line number 36 so let's just recap so basically, this entire um, poem, what is it about, right? Uh, for those of you who kind of don't know. So let's go into the introduction. So this is a poem. It's called the poem Al-Albiri, Al-Ilbiri, uh, right? Uh, it's a ta'iyya. What is a ta'iyya? A ta'iyya is a basically a poem that ends on ta, right? It rhymes based off of a ta. It ends on the letter ta. So, you see over here, uh, it's a ta'iyatu abi ishaq al-ilbiri, right? It's uh, translated by one of my teachers also for poetry. He taught, he taught poetry, he taught ilm al-arud. Um, uh, Sheikh Mustafa al-Qabbani. So, uh, shout out to him. And also shout out to Fluent Arabic Publications. Very, very amazing uh, book, very amazing copy. You should go buy it. Uh, Non-sponsored, but I really do love it. So, uh, who was this person? Who uh, kind of quickly recap? So Abu Ishaq Al Ilbiri, he was a poet and a scholar from Islam uh, of Islam from uh, so from Gharanata, Gharanata, right? Uh, Gharanata, where is that? Granada, right? Andalusia. Uh, I'm trying to read this in English and then try to take it into Arabic. So he was from Andal uh, Andalus, right? So his lineage traces back to the Yemeni tribe of Bani Tujib. Uh, they're very poetic. And he was a very, 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 very poetic person. Um, so it's not a, a work on... Uh, it's not a, a refutation or something. It's not... Uh, technically, kind of it is. But it's not a... Uh, it's not insulting so much so as it is beneficial. And this is... Uh, for every student whoever wants to get into this, they have to kind of go through this. Um, uh, they should, right? It's it's recommended. Why? Because it kind of gives you a very uh, purposeful uh, beginning to your thing. I'm sorry if I'm sidetracking or if I'm saying a lot of, uh, because I'm looking through the book and seeing where we are. So we're on line 36. Uh, if anybody wants to see this, they can go through to Google and just Google the poem of Al-Ilbiri. I-L-B- I R I. So the last one we left on was this verse, this line, right? Line 36. So 
again, go to episode 13 if you haven't. Uh, listen to that. This is part one. This is part two. Hopefully, this is going to be the last part, or this is going to be part three. It's fine. Inshallah. Tamam. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Let's start. جعلت المال فوق العلم جهلا لعمرك في القضية ما عدلتها. Learn 36. So you've ignorantly put wealth before knowledge. فوق العلم مال فوق العلم. So you've put your all of your wealth, all of your money, all these things, and you have not given attention to. Uh, and what it, what what is it when you put something above something? It puts it means you don't give the other thing attention. You've put your wealth and your life, everything here, right? Ignorantly, you put it above your ilm, knowledge. In general, al ilm, right? Uh, it's not your ilm, it's just in general knowledge, right? So he mentions here, So on your life, you haven't put, you haven't been just in this matter, meaning you've, you've not put knowledge above anything. You've been putting your wealth, all these things above your knowledge. Then we see, he mentions after that, line 37, So continue, سَتَعْلَمُهُ إِذَا طَاهَا قَرَأْتَ Right? So, what he says here is, even though, according to the revelation, the text, بِنَصِّ الْوَحِي The text of, الْوَحِي, what is it? القرآن There's a gulf between the two. بَوْنٌ Right? So, this means there's a a بَوْنٌ It's referring to like an actual barrier, a gulf, meaning you haven't Literally, you you literally have not done anything to bring those two together, right? Which you will know when you read Taha. سَتَعْلَمُهُ إِذَا طَاهَا قَرَأْتَ Right? So, this is very interesting. So, what does he do here? He, he you can't, well, with the حروف المقطعات, when you see حروف uh, المقطعة which is basically ألف لام ميم ألف لام را صاد these things you see the the حروف they're called الحروف uh, المقطعات uh, and and we don't know the meaning right so he's saying here ستعلمه إذا طاه قرأته so you're gonna know that you really don't know when you read the طاه when you read طاه or any in terms of حروف المقطعات then he says لَإِن لَإِن رَفَعَ الْغَنِيُّ لِوَاءَ مَالٍ لَأَنْتَ لِوَاءَ عِلْمِكَ قَدْ رَفَعْتَ if a rich man raises the banner of wealth it is you who has raised the banner of knowledge so so then he goes into a, a little bit of a a specific a specific, what is it? A specific uh, cons- consideration slash comparison, right? We're here. لَإِنْ رَفَعَ الْغَنِيُّ لِوَاءَ مَالٍ لَأَنْتَ لِوَاءَ عِلْمِكَ قَدْ رَفَعْتَ So here he says, if a rich man raises the banner of wealth, it is you who has raised the banner of knowledge, right? And specifically over here we see uh, the... Then he says, وَإِنْ جَلَسَ الْغَنِيُّ عَلَى الْحَشَايَ لَأَنْتَ عَلَى الْكَوَاكِبِ قَدْ جَلَسْتَ Hmm, this is interesting. If a rich man sits on cushions, it is you who has sat on the stars. 
right? So you've placed yourself upon this this knowledge uh, ride when you do, right? When you do seek knowledge, right? You're going to have to raise this banner, right? Because what are you? And this is speaking to specifically, uh, in general, he's speaking to uh, like a an inferior in terms of... Uh, like knowledge and in terms of he's just giving advice right and in, in terms of here he's giving advice to us as well so what does he say here if a rich man raises the banner of wealth you're gonna have to raise the banner of knowledge so what are we supposed to do we're supposed to hold it proudly right when you hold a banner you don't just hold it like uh like this you hold it proudly and you can't yell you obviously can't see what i'm doing it's fine so if a rich man sits on cushions it's you who has who has sat on the stars so it's very interesting where ilm is supposed to be higher than the riches right knowledge is supposed to be higher than this so why is he saying you're going to have this uh you're, a rich man is going to sit on these cushions because why because he all he has is in this dunya uh specifically for the rich man that really like doesn't care about his akhirah. He thinks his life is forever, right? And obviously, yeah, they could have this existential thing or whatever. But usually, what do we see? The riches to the point of like you're the richest man in the world, you see what is in front of you. You live it at a day at a time. Like you're going to say, oh, I have this much money, this, 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 this. Okay. Uh, like think about it. Like, you know what I mean? So over here, it's talking more about the uh so so he's talking over here uh now he's still taking the same comparison between the rich man and the uh the seeker of knowledge right so he says so he's saying so if he rides branded steeds if he has these cars right specifically if we look at cars right if he has how many gold studded cars right uh all these like million dollar cars right all these things it's you that has ridden the paths to piety so what do you have you have taqwa as a student of knowledge right so you have the piety right you have the path to jannah you have that path versus this person who's you know, all these riches, excuse me, so all these riches, this person's going to be still in what? In this uh, phase of, oh, I'm going to still just be in this phase of, uh, no, uh, like worldly things, cars, uh, horses, and, and all these riches. And, and it's a good comparison that he brings us if he rides branded steeds. Why do you say that? Because that that means that you have a, like a lot of money because you're just owning these cars and owning these horses and owning these things and you can put your own name on it right so then what do you say it's you who's written the path to piety tamam then he says uh this is a line that is very it's a little it's a little different from the rest but what is it what is it there's a benefit here so what is what is interesting here number 41 so this is a little bit uh perhaps pg right but it's talking about when a rich man considers to do zina right he's going to do he's going to do zina with someone who hasn't done anything before right and if we put a little bit rated g for someone who 
is new to that, right? So, but then he puts in فَكَمْ بِكْرٍ مِنَ الْحِكَمِ Right? مِنَ الْحِكَمِ مِنَ الْحِكَمِ افْتَضَبْتَ Yeah, that's a little bit of a hard word. It's a افْتَضَبْتَ Right? There's a ضَاد and a ضَاد second and then is it that. So, what is interesting here is First, this author is comparing the one that's rich, he can have all the women that he wants, right? And especially women that are, for lack of better terms, new to that uh, scene. So when he has those new women, this person is going to just do all the things that he wants, right? In this world, right? Because that's his dunya. Women, cars, riches, all these things. So what does this say when the student of knowledge, he says, how many new aphorisms, hikam, right, have you uh, gone through and, and, and basically something that no one has ever touched before, right? How many things that have you found in knowledge that nobody else has found? Right? How amazing is it that a student of knowledge can find something that nobody maybe have, has seen before, right? And it's a, it's a thing that, wow, like, this is the, the sweetness of ilm when you can find something or you can think of something that perhaps no one has thought of before, right? And that's what you seek. And, and, and in terms of, that's what you find, especially if you find old manuscripts. Well, if you're in a, you're in a world of, uh, seeking new gold every day, right? You're going to find things that people couldn't read before or you found, then, dude, that's, that is, that is amazing, right? So then we go to line 42. We see, oh, we're almost halfway done, alhamdulillah. So we go next. وَلَيْسَ يَضُرُّكَ الْإِقْتَارُ شَيْئًا إِذَا مَا أَنْتَ رَبَّكَ قَدْ عَرَفْتَ So poverty cannot harm you in the least if you have come to know your Lord. This is very interesting because if he was talking about the rich man, then he talked about all these things that the rich man has and the student of knowledge may not have, clearly, right? But he's talking about very meta things. Meta things, I mean like things of the akhra, right? Things that are very important to us, but not in the very short term, right? These things that he mentioned for the rich man, they're very short term, right? They're very temporary pleasures, right? We don't find anything from that. So he says, poverty can't harm you in the least if you come to know your Lord, right? إِذَا مَا أَنْتَ رَبَّكَ قَدْ عَرَفْتَ Right? If you come to know your Lord. And he says, line 43, فَمَاذَا عِنْدَهُ لَكَ مِنْ جَمِيلٍ إِذَا بِفِنَاءِ طَاعَتِهِ أَنَخْتَ So what he says over here, if only you knew, right? What delight is in store for you with him, with Allah, when you reside in the courtyard of his obedience. Mm, this is very, very profound. Why? Because when you obey Allah, He increases you, right, with goodness. Right? When you obey Allah, it's clear. You you get happier. When you when you do things that are, that are for Allah, you get happier. Like there's no doubt in that, right? Truly. And then he says, فَقَابِلْ بِالْقَبُولِ لِنُصْحِ قَوْلِ فَإِنْ أَعْرَضْتَ It's very, uh, it's very interesting. فَإِنْ أَعْرَضْتَ عَنْهُ فَقَدْ خَسِرْتَ So what do you say? So reciprocate my correct advice with acceptance. For if you avoid it, you will have lost. So he's speaking now to that person that uh, basically put this refutation against him. And this is like an advice that turned into like, 
an advice for every student of knowledge, right? So reciprocate my correct advice. He says with acceptance, right? Now, uh, he's saying if you avoid all these things, because what is the, what are all these things? They're 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 true. They're very uh, like open statements. They're very uh, like very pinpointed towards the student of knowledge, right? So what do we see next? What in so line forty-five? So what does he say over here? But if you act upon it in word and deed and do business with God on its basis, you will profit. So he's not against this person. He says if you do it, it's going to be beneficial for you. So what does he say over here? There's nothing. This world is nothing. Is really not compared to anything. It's literally nothing. It abuses you for a long time and it pleases you for a certain amount of time. Right? So we see over here, uh, he says that it abuses you for a long time. Right? Continues to over trial, trial over trial, trial over trial. And we're, we see every single day we go through trials. Right? And it pleases you for a specific amount of time Every single every single happiness that you can think of, you should know this, right? And it's great to know that, that every single happiness is temporary. Because at the end of the day, uh, how much happiness can you get from anything in this dunya? Truly, right? And you should know that specifically, if you look for something within this dunya, you're not gonna you're gonna find it. But then it's gonna bring you complete um j- just a temporary pl- happiness right except for the tariqa ila allah right the 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 sabil the, this this path towards allah so so he says again and this is very this is just like we were talking about wa idha oh oh we find a version of fikra right here fakarta fiha so this is fikra put into a verb form وَغَايَتُهَا إِذَا فَكَّرْتَ فِيهَا كَفَيْئِكَ أَوْ كَحُلْمِكَ إِنْ حَلُمْتَ Right? So over here we say, ultimately, if you think about it, and this is what our podcast is for. This is a uh, shout-out to the Fekra podcast. We have uh, a variety of topics. Okay, anyway, if you think about it, ultimately, it is like your afternoon shadow or كَحُلْمِكَ uh, Like a dream you've seen. Right, so it's very interesting that this life is like an afternoon shadow. That's a very good. That's a. Uh, this is some some type of serious tashbih. Tashbih is like when you compare something to uh, another thing uh, in general. Like uh, you could say like Zaydun kal Asad, right? Zaydun, and we we always say Zayd in Nahu or anything. Uh, whoever's watching this, your name is Zaid. You know, I, I feel sorry for you, man. You know, we always say Zaid got hit by Amr. Amr got hit by Zaid. <laughs> Sometimes it gets serious. We say Qatala. It's very interesting. Anyway, we move on. So this is afternoon shadow. Afternoon shadow. It's like something that goes away so quick, right? How how quick, right? If you go outside at Asr time or uh, yeah, Asr time, right? if you see your shadow. And you're like, okay, then my shadow's here. That's nice. It's whatever. As a child, you're like, why did my shadow go away? 
So as a child, you're like, this this shadow, it's temporary. And in general, your shadow is temporary. So because why? Now he says next, Sujinta biha wa antalaha muhibbun fakaifa tuhibbu ma fihi sujinta. Very interesting. Uh, he uses a lot of, um, so he, he begins it with, uh, he begins it with the verb sujinta and he ends it with sujinta. So very interesting here. He says, you're imprisoned in it, yet you love it. But how can you love that in which you're imprisoned? Oof. This is, this is, this is serious. If anybody, if anybody caught that, this is interesting right here. What is this? You're imprisoned in it, this life, yet you love it. You love this life. But then how can you love that which is a jail for you? How can you love what you're imprisoned in? Very, very much food for thought. Think about that. How can you love your prison? That's insane. Okay. This is crazy. Now, next time he comes here, he comes here. He comes for the, he comes at life's neck for sure. What does he say? Again, he uses the same things over here. It gives you food. And soon, whatever you eat, whatever you ate while with it, it will now take from you and eat. Now, this is this is interesting. So what is it going to take from you and eat itself, right? It gives you food. Life gives you food. Now, what is it what is it going to do now? Whatever you ate while with it is going to take from you and eat. So when you're in the ground, you become food for the earth. You just become dirt. You come as dirt, you return as dirt. And in this life, you ate from the earth, but then the earth eats from you. That's like, like, like mind blown, mind blown. The in, insert mind blown thing. Who's doing this WhatsApp thing? No, stop. Anyway, we do. We see now line 50, right? If you haven't been following along, it's fine. If you're not following along, just listen. This is, this is some food for thought. وَتَعْرَى إِنْ لَبِسْتَ لَهَا ثِيَابًا وَتُكْسَى إِنْ مَلَابِسَهَا خَلَعْتَ If you dress up for it, you'll be naked. If you remove its garments, you'll be dressed. <gasps> wow. 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 Okay, okay. We're going to read some more lines and then we're going we're gonna to do this whole thing. 51. وَتَشْهَدُ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ دَفْنَ خِلٍ كَأَنَّكَ لَا تُرَادُ بِمَا شَهِدْتَ and he says, every day you witness the burial of a friend. It's as though you aren't intended by what you've seen. I.e., you don't take heed upon seeing your friends buried, as if there's no message in it for you to remind you of your impending death. And 52. You weren't created to tend it, but rather to pass through it so take seriously what you were created for. That's some. <laughs> why am I snapping? That's some. That's some serious. That's some serious talks right here. Right here. What? If you dress up for it, if you dress up for it, you'll be naked. If you remove its garments, you'll be dressed. This is this is too much. This is this is too much. So so you can interpret this a few ways. So if you dress up for it, right? What is the it? 
this is hayat dunya if you dress up for hayat dunya you're going to be naked right but if you remove its garments you're going to be dressed that is some serious that is some serious lines right there so basically what he's saying here as if i'm if i'm interpreting correctly here if you dress up for a hayat dunya right you're going to be naked right there's two ways you're going to be naked either when you're being washed for death right that's that's the first thing but also you can be naked in the sense that when you return to allah then on the day of judgment you're going to be naked you're going to be in your pure form you're going to be you're so worried about your own self right but then if you remove its garments if you remove your attachment from this dunya and you focus on allah you're going to be dressed on the day of judgment in light right that is some serious thought so what is it next every day you witness the burial of a friend وَتَشْهَدُ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ دَفْنَ خِلٍ Oof. دَفْن دَفْن What is here? وَتَشْهَدُ And you witness every day. كُلَّ يَوْمٍ Specifically within this year, how many people do we know that were here with us last year but are not here with us today? كَأَنَّكَ لَا تُرَادُ بِمَا شَهِدْتَ As if you're not intended by what you've seen if you're not you're not intending your death you're not looking at the, how your death is going to come especially by those that are close to us may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them all jannatul firdaus without any hisab and grant them light on the day of judgment ameen so we see walam tukhlaq lita'muraha walakin you weren't created to tend it but rather to pass through it so take seriously what you were created for that is serious so you weren't created to just this just think about this haya uh, this hayat dunya and 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 all these things and so imagine you're in this hotel you change everything as uh, sheikh abdul rahman murphy he he did this one thing on he said this his one of his teachers told him about like how if you were in a hotel would you change all the flooring would you make put a new carpet would you change the bedding and all these walls and paint everything So would you would you do all that stuff? No you wouldn't because you know that you're going to pass through you're only there for a small little period of time. And that's exactly how we should see this hayat dunya. Why? Because you were you were only created to pass through it, to follow Allah, to worship Allah, and all of these things that are secondary are secondary for that reason. Right? That does not mean to don't enjoy. Right? Okay. Right? That doesn't mean in it. Like that doesn't mean that that wasn't a word. That doesn't mean don't enjoy life. That means you should focus on doing the things that please Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And I'll follow the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam correctly. Right? So we see next line 53. Wa in hudim wa in hudimat wa in hudimat fazidha anta hadman wa hassin amra dinika ma istata'ta. This is very interesting. If it's demolished, increase its demolition. Increase it. Uh, because what what good is it to uh what is it? What to 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 ponder over these things of life. Oh, I lost so much money. I'm never going to be No. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala is ar-razaq. He is the one that holds your rizq. 
so he can take it and give it as he pleases. And you ask Allah SWT for more because as you are thankful, Allah SWT says he's going to increase you. So fortify your religion. So fortify your religion to the best of your ability. So do as much as you can for your deen. Now we go to number line number 54. 54. So yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was mentioning in line 54. Don't worry. Don't worry about what you've missed of it. As long as you've succeeded in your hereafter, you're fine. You're completely, completely fine. So a lot of people, you can uh, imagine, they'll be uh, very sad of what they've lost in this dunya. And okay, I understand the attachment, but but it's what is it, you know? Uh, so 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 next we see line fifty-five. So whatever you've acquired in it of transient things is is of no benefit if you're denied what is permanent. So there's no benefit in this dunya if you continue to chase it while you're sacrificing your akhirah, right? So, what is that? Like, like, think about it. Like, I don't understand where someone's like, oh, I'm gonna focus on uh, getting so much money and then at the end of my life, I'm going to focus on getting close to Allah. Yeah, okay, but then what if Allah SWT doesn't allow that, right? So think about it. It's, it's of no benefit, this life. And this transient thing like mal and jamal, uh, beauty, wealth, women, cars, this, 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 this. It's, it's of no benefit. If you're denied, what's permanent? What, what's permanent? Jannah. <laughs> the afterlife, like it's the hereafter. Allah SWT, He has it set up for you already. Like there's no question about it, Right? So if you sacrifice 60 years for eternity, think about it. What is 60 years or 70 years or even 30, 20? You don't know. You don't know. That's the thing. And this is the whole point. You don't know. So what is the point of that if you're denied what's permanent? Jannah. So we see next, 956. We see, And don't entertain yourself by laughing with fools. Mm. Don't entertain yourself by laughing with fools. For you will surely weep. Surely weep if you laugh. So, this is an interesting thing here. That, so it kind of connects. So let's go to the next one. 57. So how can joy be yours when you are a hostage and don't know if you'll be redeemed or shackled? See, so no, the, these two go in hand in hand. So we see here that, and don't entertain yourself by laughing at fools. Why? Because there, there's a little bit of adab that comes into here, right? So why shouldn't one uh, laugh all the time, right? And why should one... So, so... When you think that your life is forever and all these things and you laugh all the time, there's a little bit of adab that comes into it, that you laugh all the time and you hang out with people who laugh and joke all the time, pranks, all this, all this, all this. So think about it. You're going to not be, your heart is going to be hard. 
You know that, right? Your heart can become fully hard if you are someone that just fully laughs all the time, right? And you have no seriousness, right? But then also the opposite is true as well. You, If you are always serious, that becomes that then you become too firm and you never laugh then you become way too firm think obviously a balance is amazing a balance is ideal right so you will surely weep if you laugh right and uh, this comes into like kind of like my parents used to talk about when uh, my younger sister she used to cry uh, she used to laugh a lot right when she was a kid uh, and still obviously kids always laugh right but then they're like watch she's about to cry and I was like that never made sense and it kind of just happened every single time. When you laugh so much, you start crying after. It's it's every single time it was for that. Like it was so weird. But um so so over here we see that you're going to weep when? When are you gonna weep? You're gonna weep on that day that you just took this life as a joke and lehu and happiness and all play. This 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 is a this it's a delusion, right? So over here, he says, how can joy be yours when you're a hostage? You're going to be a hostage to your life and you're going to be a hostage to all these things. And you're not going to know if you're going to be redeemed into Jannah or you're going to be shackled into Jahannam. That's that's something to think about as well. Line 58. So he says, وَسَلْ Right? So ask. وَسَلْ مِنْ رَبِّكَ التَّوْفِيقَ فِيهَا وَأَخْلِصْ فِي السُؤَالِ إِذَا سَأَلْتَ So ask, your, ask Allah SWT for success. Right? Ask for success in this life and in the akhirah, right? Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. And we, I mean, you know, for all of us. So, he also says, وَأَخْلِصْ And be sincere in asking when you ask, right? So, 59, we see, وَنَادِي إِذَا سَجَدْتَ لَهُ اعْتِرَافًا بِمَا نَادَاهُ ذُنُّونِ so over here we see call out to Allah in confession whenever you go in front of Allah you ask Allah Ya Rabb and not just ask you you say Ya Allah I've been among those that just haven't given their time to you I am sorry uh, how long has it been since you said sorry to Allah uh, we never think about it like a simple sorry it goes a long way, right? Because it shows that you sincerely want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to come back to you because you felt that... Because it wasn't Him that let go of that rope. It was you that said, I'm just going to go closer to the bottom. I'm just going to go closer a little bit, just a little bit. I, I still have the rope, but I'm just going to go down. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warned you. He said, don't go. He said, don't go. Every single time. But you continued to persist. And you said, just a little closer. It's not. A, it's okay. You know, My friends are there. It's fine. No. But then when you say, what is the, what is the, what is, uh, what, what does he mean by he said, when he says, بِمَا نَادَاهُ ذُنُّونِ Right? ذُنُّونِ إِبْنُ مَتَّى ذُنُّونِ إِبْنُ مَتَّى So what does he say? Uh, this is Prophet Yunus alayhi salam. So he says, what did the Yunus alayhi salam say? He says, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ سُبْحَانَكَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ When Yunus alayhi salam discovered that he had made a little bit of an error he basically said ya Rab, ya Rab, i acknowledge that i did this and it's a lesson for me and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obviously he forgave him 
because the prophets uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they have du'as and all of these du'as they do not uh, they do not get rejected Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him that tawfiq and he sent him back to his people who all believed in him again right they, they were all believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he says la ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minal dhalimin this was the dua of Yunus alayhi salam so that's how you do it like it just just you just keep doing it now what is an interesting concept that he mentions next in line 60 and it's all connected right so very interesting here he says keep knocking on his door Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that perhaps he might open his door for you if you knock right Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open he will not leave you empty handed if you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala once he will answer every single time if you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right now if you pause and you go right now yeah Allah I'm sorry I need you back in my life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come back like there's no doubt that we have that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving he is greater than all of our sins he is the creator of time he is the creator of us he is our creator. He is our Rabb. He is our Allah. He is Allah. Allah. Every single time you say Allah, He is asking, Yes, my slave. You, you, you ask, Ya Allah, I need you. Ya Allah, I need you. You continue to ask. You continue to knock on His door. And He's going to open that door. Just continue to knock. And this is the question that, also I remember this one time, it was just an event, and this one sister asked, you know, what happens if I kind of want to come back to Allah and uh, I just don't feel the khushu' in this prayer. And, you know, the shaykh, he said that this prayer, it's an obligation, right? This sweetness that we get from it, yeah, it's nice, but it's it's an addition. Now, what happens here is that when you knock on Allah's door over and over, you're going to find that sweetness without a doubt. But... Maybe it's not going to be in the first time. Maybe it's not going to be in the second time, right? But you just continue to knock. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will be there for you. And what does He say? 60, 61. He says, And tirelessly make much mention of Him on earth. Do dhikr of Allah. Say, Ya Allah. I seek forgiveness in you. Astaghfirullah, 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 astaghfirullah. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. Continue, continue, continue. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ, he has a hadith that, he says that there's two words that are beloved to Allah. They're light on the tongue and they are heavy on the scales. What are they? Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanallah, subhanallah al So these are the two words that you have to have as a staple within your life. Say it a hundred times. Say it a thousand times. Say it as many times as you can. Because these are going to be beneficial for you on your scale on the Day of Judgment. And we ask Allah SWT to make it easy for us. So he says that you... Uh, no, he says entirely to make much mention of Him on earth. Do a lot of dhikr. And that you might be mentioned in heaven when you make mention of His name. Subhanallah. This is an honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. That when we are in a gathering, or if we are in 
any place that we might be remembering Allah, or if even if you're alone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might be so beloved and He might be so He He might love you so much and He might be so happy with what you're doing right now that He might boast about you to His angels. He might say, Look, that's my slave. That's my slave right there. That person, this person right here, that's my slave. And look what he's doing. That that's what I the, he is he is a jan, he's going to be in my jannah. Think or she's going to be in my jannah. It just takes what? It takes astaghfirullah, 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 astaghfirullah. Looking up at the sky, remembering that Allah is the creator of this, smiling at the creation of Allah, smiling at your parents, and you earn the. Uh, some people say that you earn the. Uh, and the Prophet ﷺ, he says that if you look at your parents with a look of rahmah, you earn the thawab of hajj. The, the, the type of look, you just look at with mercy. It's a look and you earn that much reward. And all these things, and if you sit in the masjid, and obviously at the moment it's kind of unfortunate, but if you sit after fajr until the sunrise, which is what? Now if you sit for fajr, uh, if you wake up around like what, 6.30? Uh, sunrise is around, uh, kind of don't remember what sun, sunrise is, maybe like around 7.20. If you just sit for those 50-40 minutes and just make dhikr, you're going to get that thawab of hajj. Like, uh, like think, or, or some say umrah, right? So, so think that this type of reward, this type of love, is kind of insane that... You can you can find so many things as to do as a good deed that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will love you, and then He'll command Jibril to love you, and then He'll command the angels to love you, and then when the angels love you, then the people on earth will love you, and you won't even care about their love because you will only care about the love of Allah. So then He says, line sixty-two, Subhanallah, so many so much benefit in this. If my voice continues to sound different, it's because I'm taking small little water breaks because. You know, throat gets dry. It's fine. Insha'Allah, insha'Allah. Tamam. All right, we see line 62. Where are we? We say right here. وَلَا تَقُلِ الصِّبَا فِيهِمْ تِهَالٌ وَفَكِّرْ كَمْ صَغِيرٍ قَدْ دَفَنْتَ Wow, subhanAllah. Don't say, youth provides respite. All right, meaning a, a place of a security net that I'm going to live forever and once I get older, then I can worship Allah. No, but think of how many children you've buried. Uh, subhanAllah. The, I remember, it's a very personal thing where the first janazah that I went to was the janazah of one of my baby cousins. My uncle, he had a child and within the first uh, few weeks, the child became very ill. So uh, what happens with uh, infants, there's a, a thing called SIDS, right? It's sudden infant uh, death. So, so that happened, right? And subhanAllah, because uh, at, uh, at a young age, when the babies are what, days old or weeks old, they don't know that they kind of have to breathe. Their, bra their brain doesn't know that they have to breathe. And it was the hardest. I remember I was only, I was only around eight, I believe, seven or eight, or maybe nine. Uh, no, I was I was seven and a half. Yeah, 
and it was the first janaza that I ever went to. I didn't know what was happening. I just remember looking and it was so surreal. I still remember that it was very surreal that this janaza was happening and it was the first one that I ever went to. So I didn't know what was going on. I just kind of went into the line and prayed the janaza. I was like, why aren't we making ruku, sujood, all these things? And why are we praying outside? And uh, it was at MCMC. And subhanAllah, that, that I think about it, it's the hardest thing to see when you can't do anything. You don't know when your time comes. And you don't know. Like, you, there's no chance that you can say, youth provides my safety net. It's this, I'm, I'm okay. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll think about it when I'm older. No. But think about how many children you've buried. SubhanAllah. So, next, so line 63, we see, uh, And tell me. Right? Uh, and in lines... Line 63 to 87 is a footnote by uh, Sheikh Mustafa. It's uh, in line 63 to 87. The author is telling Abu Bakr, the person who, uh, who said something, how to respond to his advice and turn it against the author. Oh, subhanAllah. Uh, wow, this is, this is something interesting. So what he does here is he's saying, uh, he's saying to the person that first initially made the refutation, okay, so when I give this to you, this is what you can say to me, right? And basically, he rips himself apart. And this shows humility, right? When somebody does that to themselves, it's it's very interesting that uh, this uh, Sheikh Abu Ishaq, he, what does he do? He, in his poem, he, he basically tells this person, okay, so now that you've gotten my advice, here's how you can respond. And it's kind of like a slap in the face anyway. But it's also a humbling method. It's a hum sign of humility that, what does he say here? He says, and tell me, oh, you who advises me. So tell me, Abu Bakr, this is what you're going to say to me. Oh, you who advises me, you're in more need of your advice if you just use your mind to reflect. So this is what the author is saying to Abu Bakr to tell him about himself. What does he do? So 64, he says, تُقَطِّعُنِي عَلَى التَّفْرِيطِ لَوْمًا وَبِالتَّفْرِيطِ دَهْرَكَ قَدْ قَطَعْتَ Very, very, uh, it's kind of hard words, but it's fine. You rebukingly rip me apart for being neglectful while you've spent your life in neglect. This is, this is interesting, where this author, he's taking himself out. He's just cutting himself up. So the first time we might have thought, you know, he's giving advice, but now he's just ripping himself apart because this is the humility and the sign of humility of those that give advice. You have to take it yourself. And he says 65. <laughs> Uh, it's very interesting. You're making me scared of fate in my youth. Because Abu Bakr is young. And this Abu Hisahaq, by this time he's old. And of what goes through your mind in old age, right? So this is very interesting where he says that he's he's making himself like, I am an old man and you know this is what you can say to me and all these things. So very interesting here. 
he then goes on to say uh, subhanallah. so he says you were better guided in youth why have you become undone after going gray you know he's really taking himself down this is this is some next level stuff this is something we can learn from for real we say if we give advice, if we give someone advice, nobody goes to this extent, you know. And and some people might say, "Oh, I'm only giving this. I'm giving advice to myself first. But he really rips himself apart. He's really ripping himself apart by telling Abu Bakr, "This is what you could tell me. This is insane." What do you say next? Waha ana. Here I am. Waha na lam akhud bahr al khataya kama qad khud. Right? So he says, And here I am not having plunged into the sea of sins as you had plunged in it until you drowned. Uh, so he's saying that Abu Bakr is better than him. Right? So he's giving Abu Bakr like, Yo, you're better than me. And like, it's okay. Uh, Subhanallah. This is insane. As you had plunged in it until you drowned. So he said that Abu Ishaq, the author, is saying to himself that I have drowned in my sins while you are probably better than me. You have not even gone to the sea of sins, right? Uh, but but he's saying that you're better than me, clearly, right? And this is the sign of humility that you think that somebody is better than you in general. When the, uh, you think that this person in front of you is better than you, right? That's the sign of someone who has clear uh, regret of their sins. And they're consistently thinking about that. So we see next. It's uh, very, uh, subhanAllah, this is, this is just next level type stuff. What are we seeing here? Nor have I drunk of the inebriation of the putrid wench. This is this is what what is he con- what is he uh, con- uh, comparing this to to the dunya right the uh, it's an epithet this is Sheikh uh, Mustafa the uh, footnote it's an epithet for the world I'm not stupefied and intoxicated by the world's pleasures like all these things right while you drank from it until you became intoxicated what are you saying to Abu Ishaq he's saying yeah Abu Bakr say this to me again right he's saying. I have drank from it until I became intoxicated. That's what he's basically saying. Because this is all in quotes. It's all like, you tell me this, Abu, Abu Bakr. So he says, وَلَمْ أَحْلُلْ I'm on that line, right? 69. وَلَمْ أَحْلُلْ بِوَادٍ فِيهِ ظُلْمٌ وَأَنْتَ حَلَلْتَ فِيهِ وَنْهَمَلْتَ Right? What does he say here? Nor have I set up in a valley where there's wrongdoing while you set up there and were neglected. Uh, subhanallah. Uh, set up an, yeah. So this this is this is another thing that he says. You you basically are unknown. Yeah, it was haq, right? So you are basically in this per, in this place where there's so much wrongdoing that you were giving this da'wah, giving this message of Islam, and you were you were neglected. Nobody cared about you. 
And then he says next, وَلَمْ أَنْشَأْ بِعَصْرٍ فِيهِ نَفْعٌ وَأَنْتَشْ نَشَأْتَ فِيهِ وَمَنْ تَفَعْتَ this is, a, this is so insane. Nor did I grow up in an era where there was benefit. And I is referring to Abu Bakr, the person that refuted in, uh, initially. While you grew up in it, but didn't benefit. You didn't get anything. What are you doing, you old man? That's what he's... Abu Ishaq is saying this about himself. That's some serious business right here. And he says, 71. وَقَدْ صَاحَبْتَ And you kept the company. أَعْلَامًا كَبِيرًا he says, of major, you kept the company of major authorities. Like fuqaha and qurra and all these things. Right? So I don't see that you basically, you did not benefit from their company. Because you clearly are not someone who emulates those qualities. This is a next level of putting oneself down and thinking they're nothing. That's some... That's next level. Subhanallah. And we see next over here. وَنَادَاكَ الْكِتَابُ فَلَمْ تُجِبْهُ وَنَبَّهَكَ الْمَشِيبُ فَمَنْ تَبَهْتَ Subhanallah. The book, Al-Quran, called out to you, but you didn't respond. And gray hair alerted you, but you took no heed. So you didn't care that you were getting older. You didn't do anything to... Uh, to, to basically put the Qur'an at the forefront of your life. You didn't do anything to that. And you also didn't do anything when death was right in front of you. Meaning your gray hair, you didn't do anything. So over here, oh, subhanAllah. This is this is some next level stuff. Here this, 73. And this is very ugly. right? It's very ugly. وَيَقْبُحُ بِالْفَتَى فَعْلُ التَّصَابِ وَأَقْبَحُ And is more ugly وَأَقْبَحُ مِنْهُ شَيْخٌ قَدْ تَفَتَّى SubhanAllah It's repulsive when a young man behaves like a boy but it's more ugly and repulsive when an old man pretends he's young. That is some... I don't even know where to begin. Like, that is some... That's mind-blowing. Abu Ishaq is putting himself into this such a low place because he's like, here, Abu Bakr, I'll give you some things about myself, even though I've given you advice. Here, take this, take this. Here, get, give this to me. Tell me I'm this. Subhanallah. So he says next, وَأَنْتَ أَحَقُّ بِالتَّفْنِيدِ مِنِّي وَلَوْ سَكَتَ الْمُسِيءُ لَمَا نَطَقْتَ so you are worthier of practicing your advice, Ya Abu Zhaq, than I. But if wrongdoers were silent, you wouldn't have spoken. Subhanallah. And he says, 75, وَنَفْسَكَ ذُمَّ لَا تَذْمُمْ سِوَاهَا بِعَيْبٍ فَهْيَ أَجْدَرُ مَنْ ذَمَمْتَ So what does he say here? So criticize yourself. And don't criticize anything else Due to a fault For it is the most thing Most fitting thing you've criticized hmm. So Abu Bakr He made a fault And Abu Ishaq Abu Ishaq he, What does he do? He criticizes that with this poem uh, With his ta'iyah On leading a purposeful life And then he says Due to a fault that I made Ya uh, 
يا بسحاق that I made this fault but then you you are just criticizing that okay that's fine criticizable but other than that I'm a good person but this is Abu Ishaq saying this to Abu Bakr about him he's saying that you're probably a better person than me in so many things subhanallah this is this is the adab This is okay. He got advice and he probably ripped him to shreds. But what is he doing? He is ripping himself to shreds 300,000 times more. And what does he do here? Wanafsaka, uh, we went through that, right? Yeah. So 76. Falaw bakatid dima'a aynaka khawfan. Falaw bakatid dima'a aynaka khawfan. Li dhanbika lam aqul laka qad aminta. Qad aminta. So he says For if your eyes cried blood out of fear of your sins, I wouldn't tell you that now you're safe. That's that's insane. That is that is subhanallah. He said that there Abu Ishaq saying about himself. He said that I have so many sins that if my eyes cried blood like I wouldn't be safe because of my sins. I have so many. I would have to continue to do it. This is humility. This is this is the taqwa. And then he says, "Woman laka li woman laka bil amani wa anta abdun umirta fama't fama't wa la ata'ta." And who can offer you security when you are a slave who has been commanded but has not executed or obeyed? Kind of rhymed. No, eh, kind of. But what does he say here? and who can offer you security when you're a slave but you did not do anything to benefit yourself so that's some serious serious advice that and and not just advice he's giving himself a hard time uh, let's go to up to 87 and then we're going to do some uh, and then we can do the rest inshallah in part 3 cuz i think we had an hour yeah we had an hour it's fine Insha'Allah, insha'Allah, we see number 78. Thaqulta? Naam. Thaqulta min al-dhunubi wa lasta takhsha li jahlika anta khiffa idha wuzinta. So we see over here, sins weigh you down, but you don't fear. You don't care. You really don't care. Ya Abiz Haq. Due to your ignorance that you'll come out light when you weighed. When weighed. That's... He's calling himself jahil. He's calling himself these things. Oh my goodness. Subhanallah. So over here we see 79. وَتُشْفِقُ لِلْمُصِرِّ عَلَى الْمَعَاصِي وَتَرْحَمُهُ وَنَفْسَكَ مَا رَحِمْتَ So you see, he says, you feel sorry for determined sinners. And this is all still in quotes. He's saying, يَا أَبُوْ بَكْرْ يَا أَبَا بَكْرْ Say this to me. That say this to me. Subhanallah. And then show them mercy. So you do you feel sorry for these determined sinners? And then you show them mercy while you show yourself no mercy. Subhanallah. And he says, "Ay, raja'at al-qahqari qahqara." No, it's a place. La, it's not a place. As qahqara wa khatabta ashwa. رَجَعْتَ الْقَحْقَرَ وَخَطَبْتَ عَشْوَ لَعَمْرُكَ لَوْ وَصَلْتَ لَمَا رَجَعْتَ You've returned backwards and blundered about. On your life, 
had you arrived. Swear in your life, had you arrived, you wouldn't have returned. Subhanallah. Uh, this is this is just gems. So many gems of adab and just continuous humility. Uh, it's kind of really, really serious. دُونَ ذَنْبٍ وَلَوْ وَافَيْتَ رَبَّكَ دُونَ ذَنْبٍ وَنَاقَشَكَ وَنَاقَشَكَ الْحِسَابَ إِذًا هَلَكْتَ So he says, even if you appear sinless before your Lord, even if you're sinless, يَا أَبَا بَكْر uh, No, يَا أَبُوْ إِسْحَاقْ أَبُوْ إِسْحَاقْ If you were sinless before Allah, He would interrogate you while holding you, he, and he, but He interrogates you while holding you accountable, you have perished. Because of your character, Ya Abu Ishaq. This is some next level stuff. What is he saying? He said that even if you're sinless, you're not a good person. And who is he saying? He's saying this about himself. He continues to say this about himself. He says, 82. وَلَمْ يَظْلِمُكَ so he says, He did not oppress you regarding your actions, but it is difficult to live up to what you have borne. Subhanallah. And he says, Subhanallah. This is, this is, Subhanallah. This, he's, he's saying that your life is so worthless. You didn't do anything. What, are, what, what do you have to show for yourself? Nothing. He's saying this about himself. He says, 83, If you arrive on the day of judgment, a day of assembly, alone, and therein witness the varying stations, next, You'll certainly be filled with remorse due to grief over the opportunities that you wasted in your life. That is some... That's so insane. Subhanallah. So we see here... Oh, subhanallah. This is this is some... Uh, he says, if even if you are coming on the Day of Judgment with nothing with with so much and you see the varying stations and you came alone right you would be filled with grief because of the opportunities you wasted in your life he's saying this to himself and i think i can also say this to myself too i, I don't know i feel sometimes that maybe i personally may have missed a lot of opportunities but you know what allah subhanahu is always in control of what you do what you do in your life and obviously there's benefit that you can take in your life and there's benefit that maybe it wasn't for you because it might not have benefited you I think I don't know what that was anyway 85 line 85 subhanallah you flee from the midday heat of summer and protect yourself from it but you won't you then flee from jahannam that's some Subhanallah. I think that's what we think about, especially not right now. It's very snowy. But you know what's crazy is there is there will be a level of Jahannam, uh, a level of the Adab that will be extreme cold. That's Subhanallah. 
Now we see over here that 86. You cannot bear the least of its torment. Were you iron it? Were you iron in it? Right? You would have melted. If you were iron within within Jahannam. If you were the iron in Jahannam, you would have melted because you cannot handle anything. And don't deny it for the matter is truly serious and it's not as you've calculated or presumed. And this is where he ends his uh, self, you could say, self-humiliation, self-ridicule, ridicule. Yeah, self-ridicule. So like, think about it, right? Why is he doing that? Because what? He feels that, okay, I'm giving this advice to someone. Am I going to Am I gonna care if someone is... Uh, no, why am I going to give this advice to someone? Because it is going to be something that I need. Something that I need for myself. Because if I'm giving you advice, I'm going to need my own advice. And I'm going to put myself in this position where you can see I'm nothing. Where you can see I'm truly nothing. Right? And subhanAllah. وَبِهَذَا inshallah, we are going to end this here. And inshallah, we'll go through the last 88 to 115 in a part three that I plan to do hopefully soon. I don't know. Inshallah, we'll do it every other week, hopefully. And we'll go through the books on my shelf. We'll see what we have otherwise. Um, we have some hikam. We have some... With the heart and mind, we could review that, inshallah. Um, I think that's a that's a good um, that's a good series. I'm gonna start. Also, we could go through another um, tadabur series, inshallah. Um, so jazakallahu khair, uh, jazakumullahu khair for uh, listening in another episode of the Fikra podcast. I am truly, truly humbled for you guys to be here. And I never mentioned it. Um, we're on Patreon, so if you want to be a patron and get episodes early uh inshallah um i also have to be kind of very punctual with that if you are going to be a patron inshallah you're going to be uh, getting episodes early uh, and you get bonus footage inshallah and you'll also be put into a section for a giveaway for mugs or if you want the mug then you could just order it inshallah i'm going to put it on um what is that one website I'll figure it out. Inshallah. Um, so, so just let me know. No, don't let me know. What are you going to let me know? Don't, no, don't let me know anything. Anyway, uh, it's been a long episode. I thank you all for being here. And yeah, that's the end of the episode. Jazakallah khair. Jazakumullah khaira. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.